Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. And today the title is Separation. If you have your Bibles open, we're in 2 Corinthians 6.17. Let's read it together. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. He says, come out from among you and be separate. Now, the word separate, if you look it up in a concordance, it means to be set off by boundary or to divide. Now, uh, it might seem strange to some new believers, but in the Old Testament, God's people very clearly understood that God wanted them to live a different kind of life. When he brought them out of Egypt and formed the nation of Israel, they were very clear about the fact that God wanted them to live a different kind of lifestyle than the pagans, right? And, and when he brought them into the promised land, he told them, don't live like the Canaanites, their pagan, humanistic ways of life, their idolatry, their sexual immorality, and their evil practices. God said, separate yourself from those things. Now, you might be wondering, well, is God a racist? Well, no, right? Well, why would God say separate yourself from those things? Well, because God loved his children. And he wanted to protect them from the pain and suffering that would come from engaging in those evil practices. And so he said, be separate from those philosophies and those practices. They're going to cause pain and suffering. And, and now here's the thing. To me, that is not a negative thing. That's a positive thing, right? If someone tells me, hey, don't touch that burner. It's going to burn your finger. Oh, that's a positive thing, right? I'm not going to get burned. Now, because we all love our children, parents, uh, we don't want them to get hurt, right? God calls us to be separated from evil philosophies and practices of the world and be dedicated to living life according to his design. Why? Well, the same reason, because he loves us, right? And it isn't just to live different from the world, but it's to be dedicated to fulfilling God's purposes for your life. And the Bible says that God created you with a plan and a purpose. Your life is not an accident. You're here for a reason. And God created you with a unique purpose in this life. And there are a lot of weird ideas about what that is, right? I mean, when you think about, well, God made us all different. And so what does the Bible say what it looks like? Well, uh, it, it means that he wants you to accomplish his purposes in, in the boundaries of what his word says, right? And, and Jesus said to some very religious people in Mark 7, he said uh, to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy, you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but with their hearts is far from me, and in vain they worship me. So Jesus said, there are people who pretend, right? Because what is a hypocrite? Well, a hypocrite is an actor. That's what the word means. And Jesus is saying to those religious people who were the most religious people of the day that you're pretending, even though you're using words to say that you want to obey God and follow life the way he designed it, but you're just acting. You're really not separate from the world's philosophies, right? And so being separated is not synonymous with joining a church, right? Or, or homeschooling or being religious, right? I mean, it, it has... Nothing to do with where you, you know, 
align yourself with a group of people, it has more to do with your heart, right? And, and what's going on inside of you. And so when he says in verse 17, therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And so we have this picture, you know, of God saying, be separate. Now, God's people in the Old Testament, they understood that. In Isaiah 52, he said, depart, depart, go out from there, touch no unclean thing, go out from the midst of her, be clean, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. Now, when they were leaving Babylon, God said to them, don't bring any of those evil pagan practices with you into your, into your life with being a child of God, right? And Babylon is a picture of carnality, of the world, right? And, and God he, he tells us the same thing today, that we're not to be, when we become a believer, we become born again, when we begin to be part of the family of Christ, we're not to bring pagan ideas into our new life, right? And God said in Revelation 18 too, Babylon the great is fallen. I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues, right? So the same pagan philosophies that were going on Back in Isaiah and in uh, Jesus' day, they're still going on today. And it's important to understand that because there are voices in society that want to say that it's all the same. All religions are the same. All beliefs are the same. All roads lead to Disneyland, right? I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard, right? If you head out towards Montana, are you going to end up in Disneyland? Well, those of you who know geography, the answer is no, right? I mean, but the reality is, is that, you know, there is this thing where Christians, Muslims, Buddhist, whatever, everybody's the same. But really, the truth is, is that the thing that is the same is that paganism is still around just as it was thousands of years ago. And, and so we see like sexual immorality going on in our society just as it was back then. We see sacrificing babies to their idols and, and paganism, drug abuse, all those. That's not new. In fact, I just saw yesterday as I was scrolling some news clips, I see this clip that says, Target sells Satanist kids' clothes, right? And here's the paragraph below it. It says, Target partnered with UK-based brand Apparelon to sell merchandise with pro-LGBTQ messages to celebrate Pride Month. Some social media users were uh, appeared to, or angered, uh, to discover that Apollon's uh, designer, Eric Cannell, is also an outspoken Satanist whose brand features occult images and messages like Satan respects pronouns on the apparel. Now, so is this new, right? I mean, did they have satanic images on things that they gave children? Uh, I mean, because the, the problem is that this is going on in Target in the kids section, right? And uh, Satan respects pronouns. So I'm like, where did this pronoun thing start from? Where's the origins? Anyway, but, uh, right, but, and then, you know, you just see this and you think some people are shocked and they think, oh, but the reality is it's been going on for thousands of years, right? It's just that it wasn't so prolific in our society because many of our founding fathers were Christians. And, you know, almost all the laws in the United States were based on the Bible, right? Everything the Bible said was sin and evil. There was a law against it. Now, in recent years, in the 60s, we banned the Bible, banned prayer, and banned the Ten Commandments because we said that's going to be harmful for kids. And now this is where it's brought us, right? But this is nothing new. And now it's becoming more and more prolific because now we have 60 years. We have generations of people who've grown up in our society where we've said the Bible is bad, Prayer is bad. The Ten Commandments are bad. Do whatever you want. And then here's, here's what we have going on. Now, what's crazy is that this is not beneficial for Target. I saw this morning, Target lost $9 billion. $9 billion, right? And, 
you know, it's crazy. So it's not profitable. In fact, there's a new term now called go woke, go broke, right? And I, I, don't, I don't know uh, exactly how that all works out, but, but I do know that it is common now that we're seeing things that were in the pagan cultures in our society, and God wants us to be aware this should not be in the believer's life, right? This other article I read yesterday, the title was Middle School Girls Told They Are Transgender. And then here was the article that said middle school girls in a club in Colorado are being told that they're transgender simply if they're uncomfortable with their bodies. Now, raise your hand if when you were in middle school, you were totally comfortable with your body and you were confident that you were going to conquer the world in middle school. Raise your hand. Not one person. <laughs> I mean, all of us in middle school, you're like, what is this thing? <laughs> right? So they said, look, if you feel at all uncomfortable, then uh, the leaders of the middle school of Gay Straight Alliance, what is Gay Straight Alliance? I don't know what that means, but brought in a speaker and told the sixth graders that if they were not completely comfortable with their bodies, completely comfortable, who is in middle school, that means that they are transgender. So that's how you know if you're transgender, right? If you're just uncomfortable with your body in any way, right? Two families are suing the school district uh, for promoting harmful ideas. And, and so this is the same thing that's been going on for a long time. Now, it does seem shocking to us because in America, uh, you know, we taught the Bible in schools for hundreds of years. Pe kids went to school in America and prayed in the morning. Their teachers prayed. The kids prayed. They read the Bible. Many of our founding fathers learned to read from the Bible, right? And, and we'll talk about that on Fourth of July. But, but now it's becoming where the church is getting weaker and weaker, right? And, and uh, I read this article from Breakpoint. They said, much has been documented about the growing mental health crisis among teenagers. And if you've gone to church here, I've shared those stats. I mean, it's, it's an epidemic of teenagers being depressed, right? Uh, but middle-aged women, particularly white women over the age of 45, account for nearly 60% of all Americans who've been taking antidepressants for the past, or for more than five years. In 2019, a Pew Research Center found that 30%, 36% of Americans who attain, attend church are, are, or are actively religious uh, regularly report being very happy. In other words, that they said that, you know, there's a large segment of our society that's depressed and sad, but there's a group that's happy. You know who those people are? People that go to church, right? And I've read these stats before. But this article went on to say, in other words, God in, uh, faith in God, marriage, family, and a sense of duty to something larger than ourselves are often what provide people the richest sense of meaning, right? I mean, it is, and basically what they're saying is that when you do it God's way, you know, you grow up, you get married, have some children, uh, and, you know, you love them agape unconditionally. They torture you, and, and that's, that, like, brings meaning in life, right, to raise your children. But then when they grow up and move out, you're like, yay, and then they have children, and then they have grandchildren, and you bring them up like, this is so good. My wife and I are talking about how, man, being a grandparent is so much easier than being a parent, right? You kind of have to pay your dues as a parent to be a grandparent, but uh, we just love them. Like, my little granddaughter threw up on me, you know, a month ago, and I was, like, fine with it, right? My kids never threw up on me. They, I mean, anyway, but here's the thing. Back to the article, right? Saying people that live life God's way are happier. Ironically, he goes on to say, these are the very things that we're constantly be to being told will constrain us. Women are told that being a wife, a mother, gets in the way of true happiness. Men and women are told that sacrificing for others leads to unhappiness. The numbers, however, do not lie. Living unattached lives committed to an individual autonomy is making us miserable. It is one of God's great mercies that by fulfilling his purposes for us we are able to know happiness satisfaction and meaning so i i love that article i want to share with you because because basically you know society's been telling people 
pagan thoughts, right? Hey, women, don't get married, don't have children, that'll bum you out, that'll bring you down. And who's unhappy now, right? Women, because women's lib doesn't work, right? And now, I mean, if I was women, I'd be upset too, right? I mean, the president announced woman of the year was a transgender man, right? And then I just read one university, the woman of the year was a transgender swimmer, and it's like, and so they're letting men, anyway, I don't want to get off on it, but here's the thing. That's been going on for thousands of years, right? That pagans and their pagan ideas, right, ruin people's lives. Now, God is saying to his people here in 2 Corinthians 6, 17, he's saying, therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. In other words, he's saying that when you come to a personal relationship with Jesus, Jesus wants to bring you out of worldly, sinful practices and philosophies. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Community Christmas Eve services on Sunday, December 24th at 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. This is a great way to celebrate the birth of Christ. Festivities will include the singing of Christmas carols with a contemporary feel and a message from Pastor Bob Larson. For more information, visit us at our website at calvarycaldwell.com. Like us on Facebook, and may the Lord bless you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell, or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day